Welcome to Me Maintenance, our new No Judgment series on personal wellness for turf managers. I'm Peter McCormick. Me Maintenance is sponsored by our friends at Ocean Organics. Nice people and good products. And always ask to see the research. My guest today is Mike LeCavalier, golf course superintendent at Kanawaki Golf Club in Montreal, Quebec. Many of you who frequent turf Twitter may know Mike as the weight loss bodybuilding champ with the before after photos, which are classics. But there's a story behind that, one with a period of darkness before a decision to hit the reset button on several fronts. Mike, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. We're going to talk today about the depths of alcohol and substance abuse and fighting our way out of it. I personally quit drinking two years ago for a number of reasons that were very different from Mike's. I uh, don't know that we'll get into that today, but um, there's time moving forward. Uh, Mike's agreed to tell us about his journey today. So uh, let's kick off with you, Mike. You've, you've been a superintendent your entire career, correct? And um, have been at Kanawaki for 17 years. Correct. Yeah, I'm entering my 18th year at Kanawaki. I've been in pretty well a career superintendent uh, or golf course employee. Went to college for it at uh, Seneca College back in the early 80s uh, and have been doing it since. Uh, went in totally green just because I was a golf. I played golf. I like the game of golf. Oh, I'll take, I'll take this program because a couple of my friends, uh, uh, oh, their family own golf courses and uh, I just followed suit and tagged along with them and I've been doing it ever since. And uh, yeah, superintendent, geez, well, uh, I think early 93 was probably my first time where I became a superintendent and a lot of constructions, uh, done a lot of construction or renovations really like that and uh, sort of winding down the career now. I have two more years uh, left on my current contract. And from there, I'll make some decisions. And you're 58 now, correct? 58, yes. How I made it to that with some of the things I went through, I don't know, but <laughs> I made it, woof, made it, thankfully. Yeah, so why don't you tell us about some of the alcohol bit, you know, when you started and perhaps yeah, I, how it accelerated and all that. Yeah, certainly don't want to glorify it. I mean, I had a lot of fun experiences during that whole process, but it turned dark uh, later on and uh, it wasn't fun. And uh, it's not a fun, uh, it's not fun at all. Uh, started, started as a young adult? Yeah, I started just, you know, I didn't, I didn't do anything really in high school uh, until maybe my last year of high school. And you know, we're going to a school dance and, hey, let's try this. And my first shot out of a little bottle cap, I can remember it vividly. You know, uh, that is very indicative of alcoholics or addicts is they can remember that first shot, that first drink, that first whatever, like it was yesterday and was, wow, what is this? This has given me some courage. Let's go to the dance and had a great time. And it started from there. And it just was let's just have a, let's just go out and party. And it became, you know, weekend and binges and blackouts. And it just got blackout, drunk, drunk, drunk all the time, constantly. Uh, you know, Mike was the party guy. Hey, what's, what happened this weekend type of thing, right? And it became ego driven too, where you started just doing stuff just to make another big story for the weekend to share with people. And 
that's not what it, that 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 just led to a dark dark place yeah and and uh, thankfully i came out of it and you have so you made the decision to uh to reset your life when was that and how did uh, you come about that came about uh, again uh usually when i had big big issues with was in the off season because you're, you're just not as busy at the golf course you're not up early you don't have all those responsibilities as much it's 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 more downtime you're still busy but not as crazy so uh, a, a lot of the times it would just escalate in the winter time so this this rock bottom which happened thankfully that's a lot of times that's what it takes for people to come out of it is is hitting rock bottom or having a near-death experience but me it was just rock bottom i've had many near-death experiences but we're not going to talk about that today and maybe never um but um about 1380 days ago uh, I really keep, i keep count on my calendar i can't huh. remember uh is is when i that hit rock bottom and, and looked in that mirror and literally went, I need help. I'm an alcoholic. I need help. And I called some friends right away and boom, they came over and, and uh, were there by my side. I, 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 I was in a horrible state and, uh, but here I am today to talk about it. Were they surprised when you called? Um, Probably not. I don't think they ever said that they were surprised. They knew I definitely had issues, but I was just, uh, they never said that they were surprised. They were probably happy and very supportive. And to this day, you're still keep an eye on me, make sure I'm good, especially during this COVID. It hasn't been easy, uh, but thankfully I, I got through it. And uh, unfortunately, many did not. It's yeah, not the, the, um, the rock, the hitting rock bottom uh, analogy is uh, has long been a favorite of mine, uh, more so due to job loss than than anything else. But I've always said that when you hit rock bottom, you've got two choices: you can bounce, or you can go splat. And I'm sure you can identify with that. It is a choice. And when you're that messed up, but you, the thing is, when you're in that state, your mind is so distorted and messed up and you don't see anything, you're not clear, you can't make decisions, but somehow, somehow I, I did that day, just at least that to ask for help was, was the key. Because normally, you, and you, because you're so messed up anyways, you can't really make proper decisions except that one, just to ask for help. That, that's the key question. That's the key there is asking for help. And then the rest will come as you, as this gets cleared out and then you can start seeing, wow, <laughs> life's pretty cool here. I don't want to splat. Let's so go do we, Yeah, we, you know, you have to ask the question. Um, so you were at Kanawaki, you've been there for 17 years uh, and a raging alcoholic, I suppose, you know, there's no other way yeah. to describe it during that time. Um, How'd you get away with that from an agronomic, a people standpoint, uh, management standpoint, club relations standpoint, all of that? Yeah, you just get really good at hiding it. That's one thing with addicts. You get really good at hiding your uh, your problems. And 
and uh, it's very typical when I when I did you know it's very scary in fact it's kind of nervous talking about it right now because I have never talked like this in an open discussion so it's uncomfortable um, I'm not ashamed of it but somehow you just get through it um, you just I don't know really how I, I tell you I don't know how I got through it uh, just work-wise I mean functioning the responsibilities being a super uh, and just coming home again and starting again at night and just self-medicating again and then recover uh, it was a vicious cycle and uh so you were pretty much a drink at home guy as opposed to, you know, hiding the bottles in your desk at work. No, no, none of that was going on. But, uh, you know, it it, uh, it led to some other dark places too, not just alcohol. Uh, I won't get into that today, uh, but it led to other choices too, not just so, alcohol. So you've been, so you're pushing four years now sober, which is outstanding. Yeah, um, yeah did your did your decision to uh, really dive into the uh, the gym work, the bodybuilding, the better nutrition, the overall health push, uh, better health push? Did was that more or less concurrent with that, or did that come before or after? You know, when I just when I hit rock bottom uh, and I and I worked on my sobriety through AA for a while, and that really kept me uh, kept me sober and helped me immensely, and uh, I. I then I stopped that and um, I didn't start training until maybe almost a year after I became sober. I just wasn't ready for it yet. Just, just trying to stay sober was a, was a focus and trying to adapt to everything and, and uh, the new life. And, and then, uh, then the training came back because I always trained before, but it was just on and off. But, uh, but I wasn't ever serious about it because the partying always got in the way, right? You get into a program, then the, then the, the party and part takes over. So you can never stay committed. And nutrition is a big part of of, of, a, of a good, healthy lifestyle. You know, going to the gym is one part, but the, the food and the nutrition is is another is a key key component. So it was about a year after I became sober, and I I, I hired a trainer. I still have that trainer today, uh, and he gives me my workouts every every day are different. Uh, my my nutrition is pretty strict and steady which probably drive most people bonkers but i like it and, it and it gives me what i want and if i want to get a pizza guess what i'll order a pizza it's not a big deal and your your aa experience was so you did that for a period of time that was a, a daily thing that you did yeah it was uh you know and and, and during that time the golf season had just started especially in the month, you know, in our area, you're just coming out of the spring and you know that it comes out in rough shape. You've got a tough year ahead. So, uh, you know, you have those challenges as well. Uh, so uh, the, the course, uh, you know, I started doing the, the, the AA at the same time as the golf course was opening. So uh, it was hectic time, but uh, I fit it in at night times uh, to get to meetings every day pretty well the first five months, six months. Met some really cool people. And then uh, just just faded out from it, uh, just for my own reasons. And I've been still sober to this day. And your I, gym work has more or less uh, supplanted the AA in, in your 
overall well-being. Yeah, I, I call my gym and my training my, my alcohol now, my drug, my drug of choice, uh, a healthy drug, whatever, that's, that, that's the way I term it, whatever, whatever it is, uh, yeah. And it's been difficult with, with the closures, you know, we've had four, I think four closures now of gyms and over the last two years. So, you know, thankfully, uh, my discipline has got me through it. Not easy, you know, uh, but I have weights and stuff in my, in my house that I just train at my house on my own. Um, but the last two months have been difficult, uh, but you get through it and you just fight your way through it and we're back at it tomorrow. There you go. So you are single, correct? Yes, I am. How did that factor into your um, uh, the alcohol and recovery, or if at all? I don't personally. I don't think it. it there's any link to it. Maybe it just uh, being single. I, I was able to be more selfish. <laughs> that's that's a big problem for uh, for addicts you become selfish it's all about me where's my next drink where's my next party uh I've canceled this make an excuse for that so uh, being single maybe 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 it made it a little easier but uh i still would have probably been the same in a relationship or not but yeah have, having relationships who wants to be around that <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure know? wants to be around that nonsense uh, I and you was... you have a 20 year old son vincent correct yeah vince lacavalier no relation to the uh the tampa bay dude but uh too bad he's 20 <laughs> he's awesome he's into investing and he's actually a mentor of mine now uh, believe it or not he's a great kid and and we're very close we talk daily about everything uh, he knows about my uh, drinking he knows about that stuff uh, I educate him on that, and, and uh, it's important to to be open with him on it, and he appreciates it. And uh, he's making some good choices uh, for a young man. So, knock on wood on that. That worked out pretty good. Yeah, that's outstanding. Um, your Twitter handle is at Anthracnos. Now, now, if I were a shrink, I'd probably pick that apart in terms of what the heck are you thinking about? That's that sounds pretty dark. Where, what's the story there? Yeah, that does have a story to it. Um, when I started at Kanawaki, that's when I joined Twitter. I can't remember how long ago it was, but I joined Twitter. And uh, I come from a bent grass golf course prior to uh, Kanawaki. And I started treating the, these POA push-up greens similar to the bent grass one keep that fertility low. Uh, no, I didn't work too well. And I got destroyed by anthracnose a couple of years, real, real nasty stuff. Like it was some of the best anthracnose you could imagine. Turf pathologists would be drooling over this. So some of them actually called me after and wanted my handle, but I was like, no, you're not getting it. Um, so that, that's the, that's the story behind the anthracnose handle. And, uh, and we don't have those issues anymore. But every time I see it on the green, just a little speck, ooh, I get nervous. There you go. What do you do for fun besides the gym? Uh, besides the gym, well, I really like to travel in the winter. Unfortunately, the last few years, I haven't been able to do that. So, you know, I might do that in the next few weeks. I might get out of here and hit a beach, believe it or not. I really enjoy anything by the water, uh, biking, hiking, uh, just walking, um, investing now i like uh, my sideline and investing 
uh, taking courses like that now, which is shocking. Mike's taking courses. Whoa. Yep. Shocking, actually. But uh, kind of uncomfortable. But, you know, to grow, you got to get uncomfortable. So that I've learned a lot. Uh, Self-helps and motivational speakers. I'm really following some cool people uh, lately that I'm reaching out to and they're reaching back some really neat, neat people in the world of, uh, of sports and business that I'm, I'm working with and talking with. Uh, meditation is really huge for me now. Uh, I really like it and swear by it and wish more people that struggled uh, would, would really look at this and, 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 and try it and really put effort into it because it, it will help you immensely. Yeah, I found the um, the deep breathing component of meditation to be particularly helpful. Uh, I try to use a meditation app uh, several times a week. I should do it every day because it is helpful. Um, but uh, I find that uh, and actually do it several times a day. The uh, you know breathe in through my nose and hold it and then blow it out and i'm uh i sort of look at that as as you know breathing in the the new the clean the the clear and then blowing out the stress and the uh all the bad stuff and uh you know that takes 30 seconds or a minute to do but i find it to be extremely helpful um both with physical issues uh you know pains that i may have or whatever and uh uh, just bad situations where I need to get a, a little bit of a control or a grip on before I do something I'll regret later. It's, it's, I agree. I mean, uh, you call it, you can call it deep breathing. Some people might call it meditation, whatever you want to call it. doesn't matter as long as you're doing it. You know, for you, you say it helps you. Great. I make time for it now because I know what's going to help me, even though I'm rushing and trying to get all these things done. I stop now and say, no, you're going to sit down and calm yourself. Just clear your head just so I have a calm mind so I can make real clear decisions, especially when life gets crazy and hectic. Well, when hectic. isn't it? You know, the, the problem with technology and all that, what the, as complex as our lives have become, it's, you know, we're just under a constant siege of bomb, or bombardment of uh, stimuli from you know, all directions and, and particularly as superintendents who have to have their uh, fingers on the pulse of so many things uh, throughout the day at the golf course, I would think that that's um, uh, even more so. Yeah, I, I, I've, you know, I'll, I'm guilty of being on social media way too much and I see, but now I catch, I'm able to catch myself now when I get caught into that, that going down the wrong path Oh, hang on. Don't go there. So I can catch myself now, which is good. And I find through meditation and breathing that it's helping me catch myself, not getting into those traps of going the negative route. You know, and I see guys on Twitter and they're tweeting out things that someone took a divot out of their green and they're, they're, it ruins their day. Really? Really? I mean, it's, it's a divot. Just plug it out. It's, it's done. Uh, Fix it, move I, on. That's how I look at it now. And, and, and I wish more of the younger guys or any, anybody will just relax. It's not a big deal, that stuff. There's, it's really nothing in the big picture of things. And that's how I'm looking at uh, life now. Um, and if you don't like it, that's okay. 
I don't take it personally. It's all right. <laughs> Have a good well, day. See you later. So your Twitter profile says you enjoy music. Yeah. Anything music. in particular? You know, I'm probably a wide variety. Let me tell you, I, I'd probably shock some people with some of the music I listen to. I mean, I'm into the hardcore hip hop to, to dance, to, 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 to trance, to lounge, to DJ stuff, to mixes, to, to, to old rock and roll, to, you know, uh, to, to heavy metal, to uh, not, not huge on the country stuff, but I do, uh, I do dive into that sometimes, but a uh, wide variety of tastes. I can't play any type of music in, instrument. Uh, I envy anybody that can. I think it's wonderful. Um, I know you play some music. That's awesome. Uh, I, I just, I, you know, I just have no talent in that, but I always am envious of uh, anything and uh, anybody I can play an instrument of any kind. So I love music and it, I play it all the time in my house. It calms me and it keeps me happy. And I think uh, when you're feeling a bit down, put the, get a speaker and the music's at your fingertips. Now you can play anything you want in two seconds dance around <laughs> I, I think about i think about my hi-fi system back 40 years ago you know used to take up a whole wall and that whole thing is on my on my uh phone and a bluetooth speaker now yeah, pretty much. I love it. music is, is tremendous and very important for me it was a it was a huge step for me um back about seven years ago when i turned 60 uh, I decided to start playing the guitar and um, from scratch. Uh, and yeah. then three years ago, I uh, transitioned to the piano. And that, that has been absolutely huge for me, particularly, you know, during this pandemic and the political nonsense that's going on and all that stuff. It, it just has provided a sort of a safe harbor for me to get lost in, so to speak. Um, and, you know, over the years, my beyond having issues with uh, quantity of alcohol as opposed to uh, frequency, um, I've struggled more with, uh, with depression, which the, um, the alcohol didn't help at all. But one of the things when I was really at, at my depths um, and, and looking for some some help also, I found a, a music therapist, uh, which actually was hugely beneficial. He was actually the one that that uh, uh, encouraged me to pursue the piano as well. Um, but you know, sometimes our sessions would be an hour of just conversation about whatever. Uh, sometimes it would be an hour long guitar lesson. Other times we might look at. Uh, you know, song lyrics from songs that we'd think about or we'd remember from way back. And, you know, what do you remember about them? And, or why do you remember those lyrics and what do they mean to you? And that's, it's kind of a fun game to play, yeah. um, but it, it tells you a lot about where your head was certainly at that, that point in time. So that's, the music's been, been big for me as well. That's, that's great. That's awesome. Just to pick up a guitar and learn it like that. That's so impressive. That's mind, mind, mind boggling to me. I love it. Good for you. Well, I, I decided, I realized that I didn't have a, a bucket list. And I also try to live by the mantra that if you are, when you, if you stop learning, you start dying. So 
certainly want to put off the uh, dementia or Alzheimer's or any of that kind of stuff by trying to keep my uh, my brain active. Um, you've had some challenges with relatives with that lately, also, right? Yeah, it's been a you know thank thank goodness I I, I was sober. There's a reason for all this happening. I don't question it. I just thankfully it's happened. Uh, there's a new path for me and uh, you just run with it. I don't uh, question it, but yeah, uh, you know, last year I lost my dad in May. Uh, that was horrendous. That was, it was brutal. Yeah. I got so connected to him during the whole process beyond my understanding. Like I'm closer to my dad every day now, more every day, pretty wild. And that's cool. I, I talk to my dad constantly. And he's always there with me. And that's pretty neat. And uh, being sober has allowed me to really uh, get into that. And, I, and I, it's cool. And I miss him terribly. It was a battle right to the end during that process where, and I live in Montreal. My dad and mom live in Ottawa. So we're two hours away. So plus a golf season that you're trying to take care of. So my mom, during my process of my dad passing, uh, went into Alzheimer's dementia breakdown immensely, like rapidly. And I had no clue about this disease. I was naive. Uh, well, I didn't know what was going on. I just thought my mom was going, was losing her mind and wasn't the case at all. She was sick and losing her, her hubby of 62 years, 64 years together, uh, just broke her. So, uh, right at, right during that process, I had to, you know, try to keep an eye on my mom, get her. She ended up in the hospital for seven weeks. I couldn't visit her because of COVID. Trying to run a golf course. My dad passing, trying to settle the estate. Yeah, it was a lot of crazy stuff going on, just endless. And even to this last week, uh, I did find a home for my mom. So she's in a great care facility, fantastic. But she got COVID and ended up with pneumonia and almost lost her today's Sunday. Last Sunday, a week ago, I was by her bedside just thinking, this is it. <laughs> this is it. And uh, miracles happened. She bounced back from medicine and doctors, and something happened. She's still here. So, yeah, and, and dementia and Alzheimer's, man, what a terrible freaking disease that is. Just, I've lost her too, but she's a different person, but she's still my mom, and I, I got to be there to take care of her now. So, yeah, it's been tough go, <laughs> tough go, but we all yeah, with everything else going on too. Well, I certainly appreciate your uh, willingness to share your story with us. Um, I suspect it's probably been a little bit challenging for you being the first time that you've really ever really uh, talked about it publicly, I guess. Correct. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, I, I've always posted stuff out on Twitter and I, and I don't do it to, to, for pats on the back and, oh man, I'm great and look at me. It's not why I do it. I do it to maybe reach out and might help someone and go ask for help. I always say that, go ask for help. It's cool to ask for help. It's all okay. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. And that's the, the main thing I do it for. You reached out to me. A couple other people have reached out to me over the years that, that were struggling and, uh, here we are talking about it. I mean, it's time and uh, it's good for me too. It's good for my, uh, my health and my, and my well-being as well. And that uh, makes me feel good. 
it's a conversation that the industry needs to have. And I think the industry is, is rapidly becoming more um, receptive to it. Uh, you know, some of the powers that be want to project this uh, squeaky clean image of the superintendent industry or superintendent profession and superintendent profession is tough, you know, and um, I applaud you certainly for, uh, you know, recognizing it and uh, not going splat and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, reaching out and getting the help that you needed. And from there, picking up the, picking up yourself by the bootstraps and marching on. That's it. We're here for a short time, so try to have a good time. There you go. Thanks, Mike. This has been our first uh, episode of Me Maintenance on TurfNet, and um, stay tuned. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.